right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal girth. Timeliners, only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. So back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? Are Is we? Are, we're, there? we're so we're so back. <laughs> this will be next year's. It's so over moment. <laughs> yeah, we the first moment of the episode Guys, this year. What the fuck just happened? Burning car, burning car, perfectly synchronized. Just start busting a gut, and Aaron and I are just sitting here trying to figure out what's going on. I think I think Car and I, after having recorded, we just kind of learned one another's timing of when yeah. things go from go from good to really bad, and there's a. Like a, there's like an uncanny valley moment between the two that is extremely funny. Yeah. <laughs> We're, We're back. We're so back for 2024. Um, 2023, the year that we have officially said goodbye to as we enter the next season of this venerable podcast, was a, a year dominated by mediocrity with, with moments of terror. <laughs> uh, they were as follows in January. I don't know, guys. If you go back and remember what it was like to record in January of last year, it was extremely rough. There was nothing on the timeline. The Kevin McCarthy story dominated the headlines. The elected speaker, then he got fired. Then we moved into February, where we I think we really came into our own as the number one spill tracker of the year. If you'll recall, days after a Norfolk Southern train derailed in the small town of East Palestine, residents were told to evacuate, which, again, uh, officially confirmed that we were indeed tracking something relevant. Also, you'll recall that in February there were the Chinese spy balloons, which I say in February as though that this is not a thing that's constantly happening, so I'll just more so say as I've the story about the Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> right. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Days after uh, it drifted over the U.S. airspace, they shot the thing down. Finally, we got no answers as to what it was doing, what it was collecting, why they waited, or whatever, if we're doing the same thing to them, which we most Well, it's know. it's very hard for the Chinese to notice the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right, in March, <laughs> the stories really started to pick up. I don't know if it was in March where we officially came up with the idea for the Wilder West, but I think the Wilder West really started to come on its own in the month of March when regional banks started to fail and a federal intervention uh, began where regulators saved the day. Uh, in one of the largest bank failures in U.S. history. It was a good time. Apparently, everybody's getting their money back. If you were wondering, I pulled a news story about how, that was like, everybody's going to get all their money back, which is a great thing as far as I heard. Also in March, the, the Taylor Swift global campaign began. I don't know if you guys remember this kicking off, but it was going to be a Taylor year, and she really took it over. She surpassed uh, Vladimir Putin for time person of the year, which I think is great. I really think is an awesome thing. Then, in March, we closed out with Donald Trump being indicted for a crime, the first former president to be indicted for a crime by Alvin Bragg paying hush money to a porn star uh, in the form of campaign donations. That didn't go anywhere. Stormy Daniels. Old Stor so Stormy hot. the Silver Throat Daniels. <laughs> uh, in April, it was a tough month. The only thing that really happened of any value is Jack Teixeira was uh, arrested for the leaks of, if you'll recall, various foreign intelligence documents. That began in 2022. The final drop occurred days before he was 
arrested. That was really the only notable thing that happened in April. In May, we had the Hollywood writers strike. Uh, I wish they were still striking. <laughs> we had the COVID-19 no longer being considered a global health emergency by the WHO. Title 42's expiration and the subsequent entry of 3 million asylum seekers into the United States. Uh, the coronation of Charles III and the discovery that his nephew or whatever was a pedophile. Um, mm. uh, then in June, President Donald Trump was indicted yet again on more alarming charges, this time in a federal court. Uh, the DOJ's uh, track record is pretty strong here, so we'll see what happens in 2024. Uh, also, the Titan submersible imploded uh, back that. in June. Yeah, In July... We had record-breaking interest rate hikes. <laughs> in 2024, we might be able to break some records here. At least that's what I hope. Because despite inflation cooling down, mm. it doesn't seem like they're changing those numbers. So I say go even harder. Also, the Barbenheimer craze uh, occurred I in July. I still have all those memes on my phone. <laughs> I'm still about it. Then we had in August, uh, I'm going to, you'll hear me kind of doing some air quotes. Where, where, put the, the air quotes where you think they need to be put, listeners. Wildfires in Hawaii wipe out a whole town, kill 99 people. Dry and windy weather conditions fuel the massive wildfire. Um, yeah, and so there's a class action lawsuit on the Hawaiian electric power lines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Hawaii Electric has the ability to shoot lasers from the sky, and I certainly know who does. But anyway, in September... <laughs> they both have an H and two A's in, in their name. Uh, and by September, we found out the World Meteorological Organization, whose uh, acronym is pronounced WOMO, released uh, data indicating that the June-August summer of 2023 was the hottest three-month period in recorded history which is pretty great. Um, global temperatures are doing well, from what I hear, from my from who I talk to. Uh, also, Lauren Bubert jerked a guy off in September, if you'll recall right. that happened. Mm. Was that Another that long gets, ago already? That was a long time ago, yeah, it was a long time ago. Also, in that month of September... Joe Biden's son, Hunter, another guy who's a huge fan of getting jerked off in movie theaters, was charged with a federal crime. Federal crime. Uh, had to do with the gun charge. Uh, also in September, Senator Feinstein died at 90. Uh, gone too late. And there was a big UAW strike that actually got somewhere, so all my lefties uh, <coughs> you can take one W for the whole year. Um, in October... We had the Hamas attack and the response. Not very interesting. We also wait, had... wait, wait. It was interesting because on that day was the greatest day of my life. Oh, Not because... right. That's right. <laughs> I don't remember this. He got married, I think. Or it was oh, his... right. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I, got, I got married on October 7th. That's amazing. I don't know. That doesn't sound right, does it? I thought it was a few days before that and you were... No. Wow, I actually thought it was like October 5th and you were on your honeymoon over there by that time. But okay, all right, cool. Good for you. Something more interesting than either of those things is the creation of the little nasty concept took the world by storm <laughs> in October. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, friend, Friends superstar Matthew Perry died of what was initially suspected to be a drowning, at which point we all asked, what did he do to Obama? And then we realized he actually died of a heroin overdose. Uh, which, and then you in know, November, still raises no that same question. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that Obama just gets a kick out of drowning, guys. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he just has well, to drown a guy every dude, now and then. Maybe he does. Like a ghoul, like a ghoul who sheds his skin in the night and <laughs> strangles you to death. In November, uh, really the most notable thing was the Biden G meeting following an increase of tensions in the early portion of 2023 due to the spy balloon incident. Uh, they decided to open up some lines of communication. He came over to this country. He said it, well, he had a rubbery time, and then he left. And Biden, uh, like, literally while she was on the plane before it took off, Biden was being interviewed on, like, the runway, and he was like, 
yeah, he's a dictator. So you know, like it was, <laughs> it was like kind of like he was talking to his wife after he closed the door when the when the that guests leave is how he behaved about it. So that didn't do anything <laughs> to help relations. And then in December, we're getting the Epstein deposition documents, which. Uh, are a gigantic nothing to me because a lot of this uh, stuff that you're seeing has already been settled and it's already all stuff we knew, so whatever's going on there. Final final thing that happened in December, the COP28 conference. I like that it's called COP because it reminds me of copophagia, which literally means to eat shit. Uh, was a 200-nation agreement reached, a uh, new Paris agreement, basically, to help protect the climate around the world or uh, whatever it's going to do to make our oil more expensive. Um, so that's what we have for the year. How are we feeling, gentlemen? Carr, how are you feeling about the year? I'll ask you first. I'll go around. How does how did last year feel to you? Felt, uh, I think, very good uh, overall. I think that we did a great job covering it on the news. Uh, so really, I judge years by our... Uh, you know, how effective we are at, at doing our job. And I think that we were very closely tracking a lot of these events and i look forward to uh continuing that unblemished record of of uh reporting perfection in the upcoming year i agree very poignant very poignant aaron how do you feel about the year 2023 gone by um i'm kind of happy it's it's over with it was uh we checked a lot of boxes we um we were we were tracking a lot of kpis we did make some progress um, there's still the issue of the board and mm. its mm-hmm. existence. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that I think we should look harder at tackling this year. Oh, I agree. At 2024, I agree. Yeah, I certainly agree. Wasn't and, it uh, just the beginning of 2023? They tried to stage that fucking rebellion on us. They did. Might the have been, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, yep. Yeah. I believe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at some point we have a tough relationship let's not think about them really i mean it makes yeah, me very upset um but but pause how how do you how do you feel about the year 2023 uh you know i actually had a very positive 2023 nice very nice very nice prospects uh of 2023 looking up then by all accounts uh, I, so. I never said that well oh okay well, no one asked you either. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's move That's on true. then. Don't move on. Moving right along. You, you can put a lot. Of, you can put a lot a, of things in my mouth, but not words. Let's <laughs> give. Uh, fine, then so I'll give you the opportunity to spit back out. Um, give me a one to ten, where ten is the best possible year we could have had of the year 2023, in the context of how well it served the news. I'm going to give it a seven. A real, actual. Honest to God himself, seven. With the full weight of a seven. Uh, I give it a six. Six and a half. I'm going to give it a provisional seven, but in much the same way that the Department of Labor will mark down previous employment numbers, I'm prepared to mark that down as 2024 becomes a hard nine. That's a prediction, it seems like. Yeah, wrapped into one. Wow, okay, a hard nine. I'm going to have to write that down. In 2024 will be a hard nine, and that will make the 2023-7 look weak. You're really excited about the, the happening. Very excited. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> All right. Okay. Very good. Fine. Um, which award should we do first? Let's do, let's do one of the lighter awards first. We're going we're gonna to start off with a, a fan favorite, the Criminal of the Year Award. So the Criminal of the Year Award is going to go to, well, the your person who you feel either committed the best crime or uh, your favorite crime or something like that. Um, I'll, I'll give the floor away here in a second, but I do want to give some shout-outs, some honorable mentions. Uh, the Jilgo Beach Killer I want to give an honorable mention to because he disappeared really quickly, which is what you want if you're a killer. The Lake Tahoe <laughs> Foot Fondler was a, a real classic <laughs> for the year. Forgot about that. And yeah. then I also want to give an honorable mention to the Z- to Zencaster for charging me for a full year when I only wanted a month long subscription, and then breaking and becoming unusable three months later. So I want to give <laughs> Zencaster an award for criminal move. of the year. Um, yeah. 
Carr, I'd like you to kick us off. Who is your criminal of the year? The criminal of the year this year, I'm going to give to the one that served the show most in terms of content and uh, and is also a criminal. And so for uh, 2023, my criminal of the year, and I hope he continues uh, in this pursuit in 2024, I'm giving the award to George Santos. George Santos yes. is my award as well. Uh, yes. George Good. Santos yes. is my award winner Santos as well. gang. Um I heard Aaron, you were agreeing. Can yes. we assume that's your pick as well? It was. And pause. It I have a badly warped sense of time, so if this gentleman doesn't actually qualify, just tell me and I'll revise the pick. But the whole SBF thing started last winter, didn't it? He qualifies for 2023. I think he would still qualify for 2023 because yeah. he's getting away with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> yeah. He's not actually getting away with like the having to serve prison time, but he got away with it. Yeah. Now, like he got yeah. away with the thing that he was trying to do. Let me ask you this. Right. So that's my nominee. That's a good one. That's fair. Let me ask yeah. you this, and this ties into a prediction, really. But if Trump, if Trump ends up getting the White House, can we retroactively change Absolutely. it? Absolutely. All right. All right. Oh, we're going to be marking down I think numbers. That's your, I think that's your condition. We're going to be marking yeah, down numbers and changing things post ex post facto. All right. Excellent. Yeah. It's, it's, and, uh, it's scrubbing. To, it's scrubbing this episode. Scrubbing the record. To be fair, I think SBF was criminal of the year last. Well, that's why I'm asking. I literally can't remember if it was that long ago already. I think he was criminal of the year last year, but here's the logic for the Trump thing: he wasn't convicted when mm-hmm. we gave him the award. He was merely charged. Right. And Donald Trump similarly has merely been charged at the moment of recording and not convicted. So that means he could presently qualify for a criminal of the year award if you wanted to give that to him. But if not, we'll keep that as a conditional because I, I think I agree with you, Aaron. I think that would make him maybe criminal of the decade. Yeah. Even. Yep. Criminal of the decade, even. Um, but great. Uh, and uh, mine was George Santos as well. I really think George Santos can't be beat. Um, well, with all that dog thieving. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, let's do the, the inverse of this, or the converse of this, whatever you want to say. The Bandito of the Year. Uh, Car, I put this category together with you in mind. Uh, the Bandito of the Year must exemplify the qualities of a historic man. He's got to use his power, his wealth, his cloud to circumvent or altogether ignore entirely mechanisms of government and regulation in the pursuit of the great robber baron future. That's what I have as described. Uh, and, and for that, Car, I'd like you... To give us your bandito of the year. Sure, this and this is going to be a boring one. Everyone knows what I'm going to pick here, but it's got to be Elon Musk for me. I've been covering that's the ah. same as me. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I've, I've been covering yeah. him for my segment, The Wilder West, for the entire year, and he's yeah. basically been carrying my content all by himself. So for me, yeah. especially as it relates to content for the show and providing me with content, uh, it's got to be Elon Musk. There can, there can be no, there is no second best. It's about time that the United States had a super app like WeChat, and I really think this guy's going to be the one to do it. I think from it will be many interesting things. He was also the New Republic scoundrel of the year for 2023. (laughs) What? Perfect. Why don't we have that one? The scoundrel (laughs) of the year. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Maybe we'll take that for next year. We just call it it king of the year. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> any uh, disagreements, or not disagreements, but any other nominations for the Bandito of the Year? You know, I wanted to put up some sort of quibble just because that felt too obvious, but I really can't even think of another. This is a honestly. very obvious one. I think he yeah. stands alone here, and, uh, at least yeah. in the United States. Is, I mean, there may be it's somebody been a remarkable list. year for him. Now, yeah. again, if Trump... And by consequence for us. If Trump wins, do we have to retroactively give him Bandito of the Year? I Not a Bandito. Not a right. Bandito, Aaron. Not a Bandito. What, what about uh, ukulele in Central America? Bukele? Oh, oh, Salvador oh, yeah. Bukele? Yeah, Not I, really a bandito? I, I see where you're coming kinda. from, but yeah, I Me think too. he's in in the he's operating in the political sphere. I don't think it qualifies as bandito. Yeah, he, these are the bandito of the year is usually an extra political pick. He, um, he, a non-political guy. He is uh he is going well outside of the boundaries of 
any other political establishment. That's true. Too. He's not respecting. <laughs> but, which I guess Aaron, was kind which, of my reason. When Aaron, when Car, when you, when you're thinking about it, you're thinking about these like tech innovators. When Aaron thinks about guys who go beyond the norms, he's talking about <laughs> like brutal CIA-backed yeah. dictators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just war crimes. Was- well, this guy killed eighteen thousand, but that guy killed twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, bandito. <laughs> For next year, we'll do War Crime of the Year. Yes. With the way that, honestly, oh, no. we should really adopt that. That might be a viable thing, category. Yes, there there, yeah. there will be one every year, no doubt. There will War be crime one every year. Of the year. All right, let's do some little categories in the meanwhile. Let's, let's do, do uh, Twitter newcomer. Wow, that's what I was about to get. To Aaron we'll taking do. over, take, taking over. I'll just make it a suggestion. I think that's good. No, I think that's what I want. I'll do that, and then we're going to do the other award for the listeners. So, the best Twitter newcomer of the year. Now, this can be someone in your orbit, an account on Twitter that's new to you this year in general. It can be any kind of Twitter pick, as long as it's authentically new to you in the year. For myself, I'll go first on this one, then pause. I want you to take it. I am giving the the award to a, a latecomer. Uh, newcomer, someone who's arrived really in my vision in, in the past two months. That's at V Lone Predator, otherwise known as Pilgrim, for turning women black or Chinese. It's a, I love that. It's a great thing that he's doing there. A gr- it's a great thing. Pause. Who is your best Twitter newcomer of the year? I suppose he's not strictly new to me in 2023, but. He and I really became close and became real affiliates in 2023. And that would be at Lame Inquisitor, Michael Dumont, my partner in crime and Warhammer painting and uh, modeling fucking aroundness. So shout out to him. My other Miami boy besides Bird. Powerful. Powerful. Aaron, who is your best Twitter newcomer of the year? So... Last year, I went through, what, four of the sacraments of the Catholic Church. I was kind of, my brain was really in that zone. And um, I came across this this guy, uh, at Zisu Kath, that's at Z-I-S-S-O-U-C-A-T-H, Buck Zisu. And um, his his account was created July 2023, and he just posts a lot of... uh, things that I found helpful, especially with all the crap that goes on with the Pope and just the, I wouldn't call it turmoil, but the, uh, the polarization within the Catholic church that I kind of had to educate myself on all last year in terms of like what I, how I wanted to think about it, how I wanted to approach it. Um, he, he's been, he's been pretty helpful in that regard for being, for being a new account. Aaron awarding for personal growth, for personal growth. Very, very grown, very grown. Um, and Car Camp it, your best Twitter newcomer of the year. My best Twitter newcomer is not a newcomer to Twitter necessarily, but I think he really emerged onto the scene, into our scene, uh, last year. And I just really want him to have a gluey for all the work that he's been doing. Um, and that's Dune. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We, okay. He's, he's uh, keeping us up to date on migratory birds. We get our daily bird briefing every day, uh, or nearly every day. And, Who's uh, this? Dune is our... Associate. He's our associate. Yeah, we'll say he's, he's, our, he's our. And actually, this is a great segue into the nasty little guy award. The nasty little guy award will be given to the most pestering, most violently dangerous listener of the year. I just wrote that in the document because I wanted to see what you guys would pick. But I'm, it's just our listener of the year award, which I considered by the definition I just read, giving it to sweeps for the year. Because Sweeps is the only person who's ever threatened to kill me, which I think qualifies as a nasty little guy. However, I am giving the Nasty Little Guy Award to Dune. It has to be Dune. Dune has shared a migratory bird story with us. Sometimes several stories with us, me and Carr, every day. (laughs) For every day of the year. Without becoming... He's shared with us... (laughs) Without becoming to six hundred stories in this, without year. becoming any closer to us in terms of no, like allow, no, like no, like it, it is, is purely transactional. He is a, but he is, and I mean he exemplifies one of my favorite types of listeners, which is like the guy who shows up to work 
and yeah. does his job, and then he goes home and he takes pride in his work, and he knows it's helping the company. And you know, he's not fooling around grabbing girls' nipples at the office party. He's not bothering you know the head executive. Hey, can I get you to subscribe to my Pinterest account? He's just out there fucking working. Just so shout out to grinding. Shout out to yeah. Dune. And now to the nasty little guy word. Aaron, I'm going to give you this one first. I really want to hear I got, who uh, the nasty little guy is. So I, I wanted to nominate him for uh, best new new Twitter account or new X account. Okay. But uh, I got to give it a Democrat rapist. Democrat rapist. Yeah, yep. of course. <laughs> Democrat rapist. A great, a great account overall. Yeah. And yeah. which ones? Which ones? Are well, there? all you gotta do is search it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like not nine hours ago, he posted, "If rape isn't funny, then why do I keep doing it?" <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Sarcampit, you're nasty. I'm literally looking up <laughs> some of these people <laughs> right now. I think Campbell, that your nasty little guy award. I'm thinking of one guy specifically, but I couldn't go back. I, I wasn't going to go back and search all the way through all the history, but I I think it was actually sweeps. But I've seen it a sweeps. couple. Of, I think it was. A, it, 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 I, I, this is by committee. It's everyone that posts the. Uh, I'll give you the news, Mister Newsman meme yes. below, <laughs> below your reply below your posts yes. because it makes me very nervous, which is empirically good for the show. Yeah. I I forgot about the. I'll get you the news, Mister <laughs> Newsman meme. It it is fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's very very unnerving. Hell yeah! And um, pause your nasty little guy award. Yeah, it's whichever one of them incited that board rebellion in the first place. I still think about that. There was like three of them, and I still don't know which one the ringleader actually was. But yeah, gnome. I, I would think Probably. gnome. For was all I know, yeah, gnome was one of. It them. was one of them. Whichever one of them did okay. it, it's them. Here's your award. Um, let's do meme of the year. We'll get the meme of the year out of the way. The most forgettable, unforgettable, reusable. Meme or meme format for the year. It could be a format or it could be just something you saw. I'll get mine out of the way. My meme of the year is going to be Dracula Flow, parts one through four. Uh, really great to see Filthy Frank out there still making YouTube content. And the Dracula Flow series for me was the peak meme. I've gone back and I've watched the videos dozens of times. It is exemplary uh, cypher style vampiric hip hop. And we really love that here on the show. Um, Car Campit, your meme of the year. And uh, please don't tell me it's the guy who's going to go shoot up the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. I, uh, I think I know that I'm missing some, and I wish I had done a little bit more, uh, allocated a little bit more time on this one. But uh, I really, really do enjoy the the, uh, the European mind cannot comprehend this meme. Like that, that's that's got legs. I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and just the variations of it have just been very pleasing to me. Very good. Very powerful. Um, who am I on next? Aaron, your meme of the year? My meme of the year has to be all the uh, political the um, political questionnaires that everybody does. It's not really a meme, but they post screenshots of like where they were in 2015 and where they were now. And just to see everybody just gradually sliding right into the right authoritarian axis has been amazing. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> and then uh, pause your meme of the year. I'm gonna go ahead and sound like the normie of the group here, and uh, I'm just gonna say Barbenheimer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did say I that got earlier, a passion yeah. for him. Love him. Yeah. You did say that earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Okay. Our next category that we're gonna get to here. I mean, Markov meme of the year. Our next category that we're going to get to here is the it's so over moment of the year. <laughs> that that would be the moment uh, that you realized this year that it was all truly going to be over. I'll go and then uh, car take it from here. Um, the it's so over moment of the year for me was October 7th. <laughs> uh, the the perpetual story, the absolute cancer for shows like this, funny news, continues yet again, dominates the headlines yet again. When will we stop hearing this? It's been a 40-year-long story. Let's all just forget. 
Thank you, Hamas, for allowing us to never forget. Boring. Ugh. Aaron? Oh, wait, sorry, car. Yeah. Yes, car. I forgot who I... Mine's going to be a little bit of an off-speed pitch. Um, the uh, It's So Over moment of the year for me was the collapse of the AVP, the Association of Volleyball Professionals, the uh, professional mm-hmm. beach volleyball circuit here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was planning to go to the final uh, championship in Phoenix, and then they just canceled it, and I was very frustrated. And I don't really know what the future holds for the AVP, if they're going to return or reform or, or what. It's a, it's, a, it's a mess, and it's very frustrating to me, so... That's my it's so over moment. It's so over moment of the year. And then for you, Aaron, the it's so over moment of the year. My, my it's so over moment of the year was also October 7th, but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Party's, oh, party's good, over. Good Sorry, ladies, I'm off Goodness. the market. <laughs> good one. Ha ha. <laughs> I do have a where are we getting right into where back? Well, hold on. We got to do Jeez. pause, and then I'm going to take a quick stop. Good grief, Aaron! Just I can't. I, I'm so trying excited. to grab so the back. wheel. I'm He's so, so excited. <laughs> He's so back. All right. Well, so pause. You're it's, it's so, over. so over, huh? Yeah. It's so over. I would like to nominate the U.S. Senate. Okay. They were just so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And yeah. they always are, yeah. but it was a wretched year for those mm. dementia-riddled totally psychopaths. Totally agree. I want to know the average, the median age on the Senate because it feels like it got 10 years older in the past two years. It's very bad, very slow. Not, not forceful, I would say, gentlemen. I'd say not forceful. Um, well, that's our It's So Over moments of the year. I'm going to take a quick pause on our awards here to bring your eyes, gentlemen, over to the Riverside chat where I've just posted at Fettermaniac, that is Haas Minogue, started a best community notes um, tweet uh, a couple months back. He collected all of the best community notes of the year. For us to review, and maybe we have an award, maybe we don't. Hard to give an award to a community note. It can't really accept it, but I think we had some great community notes this year. The number one community note for me was going <laughs> to be a tweet from Dexterto, a great, a great site, as we've talked about. Uh, Elon Musk is reportedly considering the idea of killing himself. The community note, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> 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 a very powerful community note if you guys see any you want to call out please do as you scroll through I just want to give a, a, a Hoss a big thank you for collecting these for us and please again go over to at Fettermaniac <laughs> great, great, great account handle, dude. great, great handle account, for dude. some of the best community notes of the year oh man yeah. He's, he, <laughs> the one that, that just says what the fuck <laughs> yeah that one's really good that one's really good <laughs> The one where a guy is defending Tim Pool uh, is not being bald, and it just yeah. says Tim Pool Tim is, bald. is bald. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, so uh, yeah. thank you again to Haas for that. Much appreciated. Let's go into our We're So Back moment of the year. Now, I, I spoil this at the beginning, sort of. Car, this was my I don't have an award in this category to give. I couldn't find it because I think this was the problem. To me, the the it's so over moment and the we're so back moment kind of have to play into one another. And um, my it's so over was October 7th. And the reason was because it ruins the news. It's bad for the news. The we're so back moment, I haven't had it yet. We haven't had that news yet that has revitalized my sense. So that's why I couldn't pick one. But, Aaron, you seemed very eager, so I'll let you go first here. I am. What is your we're so back moment of the year? On June 6, 2023, the New York Post (laughs) had a cover of a vending machine. I don't know if you remember this story. (laughs) Oh. But the vending machine, city machine, gives out free crack pipes with lip balm. This is the vend. (laughs) And that was my vi- we're so back moment. That's right. We are so that's back. So absurd. Yes, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, they've had some. I don't know if you. That was the post. Who was that? Yeah, it was the post. Of course it was. Yeah, 
If you, dude, here's a big tip for the listeners and everybody else. The New York Post just aggregated their top covers <laughs> of the year. Oh, if you just search man. like New York Post top covers of the year, it's got like all 52 covers of like weekly covers or whatever it is. And each one of them is a work of art. You need to go and look at this car. You got to brave 12 advertisements to do that, but Damn. it's uh, it's there for you, buddy. Um, our we're so back moment of the year. Pause. I am going to go ahead and normie brain myself here again, but this is really a big deal in Cheeseland here. The Green Bay Packers, man, have been so much better than they had any business being this year. We made the playoffs. We went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. We have been balling out with a first-year starter. Excellent. A we're so back from Paz, a local pick. Didn't uh, a local pick. Wasn't Aaron Rodgers just getting in the news for something? Uh, didn't he yeah. like accuse <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel of like being Wait, on the Epstein flight? We, dude, we still have to do TLE. That's, that's on the all right, story all right, list. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we still got to do TLE next week. I have a lot of stories. A lot happened. Yes, that is one of them. Um, excellent pick, Paz, uh, and Car Campit. Your we're so back moment of the year, which I feel before you start, quick observation, I feel like you've probably had the most we're so back moments this year. I think for the things you've staked your claim on this year, you've had the most victories. So I'm interested in hearing this, Car. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you throwing that karma my way, but I'm actually going to throw it back your way in a little bit of poetic justice here, you saying that you don't have a we're so back moment of the year, but I might give one to you so that you may have it. The moment that truly embodies its time and place in current zeitgeist was the moment that Bird decided to quit his job and become a full-time podcaster. Truly a newsman (laughs) for current year. Which is not going to last long, buddy. I'm going to have to (laughs) go back to waging it out. Hit the bricks and get a job. Yeah, so I appreciate that, that karma. Uh, as well, and um, because of that, I'm going to throw it back over to you for the first choice here in the next award that we're going to do, the Moose Moment of the Year. The Moose Moment of the Year car, I I give it to you because of the karma you just threw me, and also because, if we'll all recall, it was Car Campus' Moose story from all those years ago that brought about the Moose Moment concept. (laughs) Many concepts that we put out on (laughs) on this podcast, so... Car camp at your moose moment of the year, the most impressive and dominant display of force or bravado that you have seen this year. I think for this one, I struggled with this one because there were, there were certainly a number throughout the year, but I think the one that's gone the most under the radar that I would like to highlight is uh, George Jarkesi, who when faced with fines by the SEC for obvious illegal activity, decided to just sue the SEC over their very right to exist. I thought that was yeah, a yes. very big moose <laughs> moment. And, and we, don't, we don't know what the conclusion is here, how it's going to end, but I thought that was a really big moose moment. I can tell you how it's going to end. But, any- yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Aaron, your moose moment of the year. This moose moment ties into my king of the year. And um, on it, it begins in November, November 17th. Sam Altman is unexpectedly fired from OpenAI. And then yeah. five days later, he's he announces he'll return as CEO. The board's <laughs> assembled. Let's go. And only one former board member remains. Yep. Let's go. So yeah, uh, the board of OpenAI getting moosed by Sam Altman and the entire yeah. company. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. Maybe we should be taking notes on that. Mm. Yeah, that is mm. good. Yeah, I agree. We don't have this. We don't have that kind of support. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have the opposite problem. Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> that's true. What if they? What if the listeners just start doing their own timeline Earth? Like they become dissatisfied enough where they fork timeline Earth with new hosts, but oh. they pretend they're us. They, and they do better. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they do way better. It goes totally viral. They, they do the um, dissident pause. right thing and make a parallel system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Pause your moose My moment of the year. moose moment. Force, bravado, a trouncing, a great trouncing. Great trouncing. <laughs> you know, I really struggled with this one, too, because I was sitting, racking my brain, and I just really couldn't 
think of anything that really struck me as a moosin. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to nominate Mr. Fetterman. Wow. Because he has had this weirdly uncanny ability, and it's to a great benefit for a politician. But he's got this weird knack where despite being repellent in every imaginable way, people just somehow manage to like him, and all his publicity is positive. Yes. It is weird. From both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, excellent pick. I have him in a different category, um, different nomination, I should say. Um, my pick for the moose moment of the year is going to be when Vivek Ramaswamy completely blew oh. Nikki Haley out of the water over mm-hmm. the Ukraine provinces yes. thing. Oh, my God. Uh, that I was an incredible that. moment. It was an incredible moment. It made watching that awful, shitty debate worth it. Tell me if you guys can hear this. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. Yeah, love that. Love that. Love making fools of these idiots. And you hear Fat Chode. (laughs) Fat whatever his name is. Fat Chode whatever his name is uh, uh, out there just goofing it up trying to defend her so absolutely i remember i remembered that something like that happened but i did not remember that full quote yeah. and i did not realize just how brutal a bodying that yeah was. It, it's it it has the makings of a ron paul moment but it didn't make a ron no, paul moment, it unfortunately yeah. but it really should have um yeah but that's our category for moose moment of the year Moving on to the categories everybody wants to know. We're going to start out with the Queen of the Year uh, award. The Queen of the Year award. For me, I think this is obvious, Carr. I wonder if you share opinions on this, but we'll see. Madonna. (laughs) Madonna is my Queen of the Year. She was the first story we wrote about in the notes uh, uh, for the year of 2023. And then if you check our DMs, <laughs> Car, she's the last thing we talked about in 2023 also. <laughs> so she really dominated throughout the year. Her face changed three or four different times. She's out there goofing around. You just shout out to Madonna, really shout out to Madonna. Car Campit, your queen of the year. <clears throat> uh, my queen of the year uh, is going to be t- Taylor Swift for worming her way onto national TV every Sunday. Her power seems to know yeah. no bounds, and whether she stays with Travis Kelsey or dumps him, she'll win either way. Yes. What a what a true observation. Um, and Paz, your queen of the year? Okay. Here's your curveball. Yet another one from me. Feinstein for escaping <laughs> the mortal coil yes. without having seen justice <laughs> done. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's, 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 how, that's, that's very true. How old was she? 90 900 yeah. <laughs> yeah possibly yeah yeah oh man the the old school the old school democrat zionists are dying off like flies and i'm here for it yeah and and they're all as pa said escaping justice <laughs> um, aaron your queen of the year well my queen of the year it because i've found out that my wife sometimes listens to this show Okay. I knew, I yeah. knew it, I knew it. I almost yeah, snarkily said, "My wife." Yeah. It, it has to be. But um, of course, of course. But my other, my 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 significantly lesser pick would be uh, uh, Vladimir Zelensky's wife, who got taken on a nice shopping spree. I mean, <laughs> what a pick! 
pick. Yeah. What a, yeah that, got that taken a on a nice <laughs> on a nice shopping spree back in September. Um, <laughs> 1.1 million dollars on uh, luxury items like jewelry and uh, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. food. I mean mm-hmm. that 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 is a queen. It's <laughs> It That's might be fair. it might That's be a fair. queen during the French Revolution, but that is a right. queen. Now I'm gonna throw all of you guys a curveball here, and I'm gonna nominate the show's queen of the year because this is sort of indisputable. But I was wondering if anybody would remember her, and the reason why I noticed is because there seems to be a big memory hole around it. Tiffany Gomez. Oh, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. That is a good yep. one. Tiffany yeah. Gomez has to be the show's most forgettable queen of the year, I think, which is <laughs> crazy considering how hard everybody obsessed for a brief period of time. But isn't that just the way things are? Let's get on to the next category, the loser of the year. Um, this will be an interesting one. I, I, I think it's, for me, it was, it was uh, the second clearest uh, choice for me behind king of the year who, who this had to be and for me it's already been called out on twitter my loser of the year is howard stern Ooh. 21 booster shots hasn't left his house in four years his best friend just died recently and he didn't go to his funeral probably because he's too afraid to leave his house the best part He's starting this year, 2024, with COVID. He just made the announcement two days ago <laughs> wow. that he has COVID. So didn't he, hope that one takes you out, buddy. Did, Nobody will miss you. Didn't Loser he leave his house for the first time this year? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't know he got COVID. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so that's my loser of the year award. And this one has some true vitriol behind it. Uh, pause your loser of the year award. Uh, I chose to nominate Zelensky. Mm. <laughs> he went from having the gravy train all to himself yes. to having to share. Oh, that's so true. Yep. Wow. And you remember those pictures of him that were coming out like days after uh, October 7th, how upset he was because he knew? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. back in May the the AP released a story about a $3 billion accounting error? Means that the Pentagon can send more <laughs> weapons to Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. yes i do oh, it's so good yeah, right. <laughs> that's true they always find a way that's true um aaron you're loser of the year um i'm surprised you didn't pick this but my loser of the year was ron DeSantis. oh wow i didn't even honorable mention ron yeah no that but he was so he true. was my pick he started this year off with a lot of political capital a lot of credibility and through <laughs> various fashion choices and just being himself uh, has managed to just flush his campaign down the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Uh, Car Campbell, your loser of the year. My runner up was Ron DeSantis. uh, Mm -hmm. And he, in fact, maybe should occupy the number one spot, but uh, I wanted to put a little Car Campbell spin on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My loser of the year is Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC who fought tooth and nail against Bitcoin his entire career. Yep. And we'll now finally have to preside over a spot Bitcoin ETF after losing an yes. incredibly embarrassing court case. <laughs> That's so right. He is such a dork and a loser. Yeah. Another story that we forgot about, by the way, was the the Cash App guy being assassinated. Everybody memory oh hole God, that one. Yeah. Remember that? that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, there was no memory hole. That got covered on Scarlet Thread oh. Society. <laughs> yeah, nice. and, then, and, then, and then the zeitgeist... <laughs> Just dropped it right back into the box <laughs> and put it back in the closet because nobody's talked about it at all, and it was extremely sketch, extremely sketch. Um, that so that was another story. As I'm just was that in like San here. Francisco or something? Yeah, it was in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Um, other great news. Uh, that's all. That's all the great news, and we'll finally get to the coveted. <laughs> The valued King of the Year award. I suspect several of us are going to have the same pick here uh, because it was hard to deny one of a few. I'm going to give it to you first, Carr. Your <clears throat> King of the Year award. I'm wondering if we're all on the same page here. I'm, I'm kind of guessing we are, but uh, maybe not. My King of the Year goes to Javier Malay for either oh. riding the spirit of the times into office or effectively psyoping everyone into believing he's a good faith actor. He was 
truly inspirational to watch, and he effectively pissed off almost everyone and yet seems to be beloved by his people. King of the year status for me. You know, a guy, it's funny how I called Elon Musk the Antichrist, and now Mm -hmm. he's taking away a Bandito Award. Malay is an honorable mention for me in the King of the Year Award category. The other honorable mention, I don't want to say my other honorable mention because people might have picked this, but I, I will give my King of the Year Award out. To George Santos. Yes. Nobody (laughs) embodies the spirit of this show quite like Mr. Santos. So true. Um, I've got a brief clip of some of his best moments. I'd like to write it here for just a second. Shut up at this point. To set the record straight and put this in the record, I will not be resigning. Oh, I was not a drag queen in Brazil, guys. I was young and I had fun at a festival. <laughs> Sue me for having a life. What's your name from lunch? Is it true that you have an OnlyFans page and you can peel a banana with your feet? (laughs) I don't have one. I just discovered what OnlyFans was about three weeks ago when it was brought up in a discussion in my office. uh, Notice he didn't answer the feet one. Santos. Santos. You just said he's off the longer. Given the fact that he's under ethics investigation, he should be sitting in the back row and saying quiet. I think it's reprehensible that the senator would say such a thing to me in the demeaning way he said it wasn't very Mormon of him. Santos. (laughs) McCarthy. Now I'm going to have to go and fight to defend myself. The reality is, is it's a witch hunt. Nobody tells me to do anything. I made a decision on my own, and I thought that's represented in the interest of the this day (laughs) (laughs) just hits a guy it says ow um yeah george georgie's gonna take my king of the year award it's it's uh, it was wonderful to just have him around this year and and hopefully years to a couple more years uh in one way or another um pause your king of the year award and then aaron you can close out the king of the year award well (sighs) after hearing what you guys had to say I am actually all the more confident in mine whether or not I should be. My king of the year is Aaron. He got hitched. I was thinking, Come on. Aaron, Aaron is one of two of my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Thank Aaron you. Is one of two. Yeah. And so great segue. Um, Aaron, your king of the year. Uh, my king of the year, who I briefly talked about in the moose in, in the moose moment of the year, is uh, Sam Altman. Sam Altman, it's, wow. It's Sam Altman. Um, wow, yeah. <laughs> let me give you a little uh, background information. <laughs> Thursday, November 16th, <laughs> Sam was in, in, informed that he has a meeting, <laughs> an unscheduled meeting the next day. The next day, on the 17th, he, he was fired from being CEO. That yeah. Saturday, Microsoft Reiterate his commitment to OpenAI. As you know, they have a partnership. OpenAI cannot fail because Microsoft needs it to to forward their their AI programs. Sunday, Sunday. There's discussions about his imminent return, and then Microsoft swoops in and hires not only Sam Altman but his right hand man Brockman. Yeah, right back in. <laughs> Monday, fucking five hundred. Out of the 738 OpenAI employees signed a petition to reinstate him as CEO. <laughs> 500 out of 738. Um, Microsoft CEO Mark Benioff offers to match the, the benefits and pay of any OpenAI employee that wants to migrate over to Microsoft. And then <laughs> that, uh, that Tuesday, right afterwards, uh, the... Sam Altman returns as CEO, and nothing happens. Yeah. Everything goes back to the same, except for the, except for all but one board member is gone. Do you see how he snuck in the "nothing ever happens" mantra mm-hmm. that he lives by mm-hmm. into his King of the Year mm-hmm. award? Incredible! Mm-hmm. That that Very was archetypal. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's true. In that case, nothing bad happened. No, it goes like I don't. I don't particularly care for Sam Altman's for ideology. Oh, no, you, no, not at all. But um. To have somebody in that position, he's he to me right now he's like a lesser Elon Musk, just a super competent, super smart guy that has yeah. the support of his organization. 
He's he's the Caesar of open AI. It's true. And it's true. um and I think there's there's less and less of those kinds of people um being being bred now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the pool no, of those people totally is shrinking. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, people with the mandate of heaven, yeah. And not um, as many. Yeah, so as far as who embodies a man of the age, it would be he would be my pick. Man, that's a terrible age we live in, but it I think is. you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I didn't now. say it was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just but he gets the award. Yeah. Um that is our that's the Gluey Awards of the year, everybody. I hope you're happy with getting your uh awards in. And and now, gentlemen, we looked back. We've given out our awards in the present. Now let's look towards the future. Quick prediction, car start us off here. Um who will be our president? This is a little bit concerning. I did this one uh, a few days ago when you when you sent out the uh, awards, and it appears that I just wrote down provisional government. So I don't really <laughs> remember what I meant by that. I but uh, a constitutional <laughs> allowance for such a thing. Oh well. Okay. Wow. Okay. Did, I guess did, that's what I'll stick with. Did you take a lot of Ambien and write that down? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> That is a little spooky. Um, <clears throat> I'm going Donald Trump, and I have to go with what's best for the show. I'm going Donald Trump. Aaron? I'm going to say it's going to be Biden. Biden, yeah. Yep. The nothing ever happens policy continues. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be Biden. Continues apace. I got that. And then pause. Who's going to be our president in 2024? 25, I guess. <sighs> Can I puss out and take a pass? <laughs> no. At this point, I no. just really... I, oh, okay, it's put a the, gun to my glues. head. <laughs> we all have guns to each other's heads. That's how we yeah. do the glueies. Um, you know what? I think Rat Fuck DeSantis figures out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be astonishing, oh. and we would have lost so much money having not, not bet on him. Okay, um, fair enough. And uh, let's move on to our next one. What will be the dem- the major domestic incident of 2024? You can be as vague or as specific as you want. This one is for glory. Uh, let's start with Aaron. I definitely want to hear what you think the major domestic incident this is, will be. This is heavily dependent on what the presidential race looks like, but I think it's going to be another uh, summer of love. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Mine is quite close to that. I would say my major domestic incident, I was going to say, is some sort of reverse January 6th. Um, Some sort of uh, protest at the Capitol because Donald Trump became the president. Bang that up and and somehow they're going to toss it onto it being Trump's fault because there'll be a police response or something like that. So I think that'll be my major domestic incident, which technically would occur in 2025. So I guess I'm going to call forth the obvious signs that such a situation is going to build up into an explosion in the year 2024. Pause. what is your major domestic incident of 2024, or do you think there even will be one? Cop City, but it's real this time. The leftoids go absolutely batshit during election season. Wow, okay. Yep. So that's two, two, of four, two and a half of four <laughs> are thinking... The lefties are going to do something terroristic under the right conditions. Yes. Uh, Car Campit, what is going to be your major domestic incident of 2024? I hope, again, it isn't the meme of the guy. <laughs> the newsman <laughs> meme. <laughs> the newsman. Um, I, I have two. One of them is, is probably somewhat in line with y'all's. I, I think that there will be, whether it's a PSYOP or if it's actually legitimate, um, it's kind of irrelevant, but I, I think that you will start to see increasing violence um, from what will be blamed on, whether it's true or not, to, like basically terrorist groups that are current that are in the United States, like terror cells in the United States. Like they'll say Hamas blew up a building or something like that. Oh, um, so but and you think they will? Do you think it's more likely they will be domestic terrorists or foreign terrorists? Um happen domestically but f- from f- foreign For, agents f- uh, yeah, foreign oriented domestic yes terrorism. the real question is yeah. what's yeah. the difference right <laughs> well right. yeah right when everybody's getting paid by the same country yeah yeah right 
Um, yeah, I, so yeah. that's one. The other one, this one's just kind of always lurking around, but I think that there's some credence to the fact that they could push this, some kind of, like, cyber incident. Um, I'm going to keep that one kind of yeah. vague, but, uh, yeah, like a cyber incident. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm going to go a little more specific, and I'm going to say the first major domestic incident of 2024, or the major domestic incident of 2024 as it will be pinned by the news. So January 6th would have been that year, right? Like, who cares about that from our circle? But that's what the mainstream has decided was the most major domestic incident of that year. I'm going to say that in 2024, the most major domestic incident that will be said by the news is going to be some right-wing terrorist behavior. Mm. I don't Mm. think just one side is going to start getting nasty. Let's move to our next prediction. Will 2024... Be better or worse for the program? I say better, Carr. Better, without a doubt. Um, huge lineup of political events, a broke U.S. Treasury, potential Fed pivot or Fed non-pivot. I don't, I don't know which one would be more crazy. And then escalating global tension. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be just an amazing year for the show. Banner. Yeah, I, I think best year. Yep, I think best year in years probably. Aaron? Neither. 2024 Nothing. will be completely, <laughs> completely neutral, just as 2023 was. Neither okay. good nor bad. Okay, fair. And pause. Uh, Bird, as you and I have discussed, I don't know if it made it into any final episode cuts, but we have decided by the power of our sheer will alone that it will be the best year ever for this production, yep. whether it wants to be or not. Yep. And I'm going to hold it to that standard. Yes. Yeah, we're going to work. I agree. I'm optimistic. I'm bullish on the program for 2024, besides thinking the year itself will be better for the show. I'm punching magazines Fine. outside of a Walmart right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the last one. In China... The Great and Magnolian Republic of China, by the way, mm-hmm. of many peoples, mm-hmm. many nations, wonderful example, nation, beautiful place, rock climbing, lots of great stuff. <laughs> in 2024, in China, it is the year of the dragon. Mm. But on TLE, in 2024, it is the year of the blank. I'll go first because I predicted this months ago, and I'll recall. 2024 is the year of the woman, gentlemen. You so good, bad, or indifferent, that's what's coming. And um, that's what's coming, and, it's, and I'm looking around, and nobody's ready for it. So that's my prediction for year 2024 will be the year of the woman. Carr? I interpreted this as what will it be for TLE. So in in 2024, for TLE, it will be the year of the dachshund. We stay low to the ground, ear to the tracks for all important news events, and then we alert our owners, the board, with raucous, pestilent barking. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love the, the adjectives you've chosen. I'm in. I'm in for that. Great, great. The year of the dachshund. Uh, pause. Your year label? <clears throat> Uh, I shared Carr's interpretation of the criteria, but I did go in a little bit different direction than he did. Uh, I believe this will be the year of the gambler on TLE. Okay. And that either we or someone in our audience is going to make an immensely out of alignment uh, risk assessment that will pay off in a huge way, or they will ruin themselves. He, he pauses, talking and about we will be responsible. <laughs> we will be responsible for better or for worse. So we better hope it's for better. Thank you, Pause. I appreciate the support. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it that you were thinking about me specifically because I need that level of support. <laughs> um. Wow. And then. Aaron, take us away with I, your prediction for the year. I also had the year of the woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for the simple fact Boy, that uh, we have two two of my co-hosts are bachelors. 
and they cannot right. they can't go another year being bachelor car you're gonna run out of content for your car yeah. so lonely bit. i know yeah you, you yeah need... I, i've got to for the sake of the show i gotta get this thing going you need to you need to settle like you're you're gonna yeah. have to lower I your standards. 2020, <laughs> 2020 so you're saying 2024 is the year of our women yes and pause mm. there's no reason for you to be a bachelor you you will eventually happen upon the woman of your dreams and you will fall deeply in love and live happily ever after. Pa- pause, you're you're going to be fine. Car, you're going to settle. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You have there to settle. Go. Yeah, I got to settle. Because, settle. because of the implication. Because of the implication. Because of the implication. But you will. You, know, you don't want to settle, still but you one will. one of the funniest sitcom episodes <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Still to this day. <laughs> you, you will settle. There's no other choice. <laughs> There's, it's just settle. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a foreboding episode, gentlemen. I think of quite quite an interesting way to enter the year 2024. I'm going to hold us all to all of our predictions. I am similarly looking very forward to the year. I think it is going to be really great for the show, great for news hunting. And um, I'm committed to giving you guys more officialized segments uh, going forward. So there will be more of everything coming. Um, It's going to be a good year. Uh, We'll be back again next week with our regularly scheduled programming. And, uh, Carr, am I missing any final thoughts, final notes? Oh, nothing in specific, but uh, I certainly would like to chime in and say I'm very excited for another year of the news with you fine gentlemen, and uh, I hope that we can continue to provide uh, the product that we promise to our board throughout yes, uh, the next 12 months. Led. So very that's much. my final word. Very much so. Any other final thoughts? Yeah, I love you clowns. Thank you for a wonderful 2023. And here's to an even better 2024. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Cheers. We're Joe back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Two hands on the wheel. (laughs) King of the week. Cool! Cool! King of the week, us. (laughs) 